Konnichiwa, my friends. Thanks for downloading and listening to another action-packed Rock'em Sock'em episode of FixItNow.com Appliance Repair Radio. This is episode 17, and I'm your fermented host, Samurai Appliance Repairman, accompanied, as always, by the lovely and gracious Mrs. Samurai. Oh, you're so sweet. I really am. I think I love me. Anyway, we're going to talk. Uh, we're going to be talking all about the labyrinth of washing machines today, and we're going to compare the different types of washers, pros and cons, and maybe even make a recommendation. Just maybe. So th- maybe that'll be a little enticement for you to stick around. But first, let's hear a word from a website that makes all this wonderment and mirth possible. Fixitnow.com. Samurai Appliance Repairman. Very, very good. Appliance broke? Fix it yourself. Save big bucks. Fixitnow.com. Appliance Repairman. Help thousands of people fix their own appliance. He can help you, too. Uh, Fixitnow.com. Welcome back, my friends. All right, well, let's just dive right back in, right into this. Oh, yes. Uh, uh, Let's talk about the uh, types of washing machines on the market today. We've got two main types of washers. Uh, those with a transmission or those without a transmission. All washers with a transmission are top loaders. Mm-hmm. These are also referred to as vertical axis washers. And I, I call them Neanderthal technology washers. So this is the standard old top loading agitates around the vertical you, post right. machine. You can get okay. them for as cheap as $300 on sale. They're junk washers the day they were made. They're usually not worth fixing. And they're, just, they're yesterday's technology. A lot of disadvantages, especially compared to the other type of washer, which is the non-transmission washers that come in both a vertical axis and horizontal axis designs. Um, but all non-transmission washers are also called high-efficiency, or HE, washers. All right. So you got the Neanderthal technology washers, which are distinguished by having... The vertical axis. And... A transmission. Top. Oh, uh, well, and most people aren't going to see the transmission. No, but that, that's the, you got to know it's there because it's right. key. It is a big energy consumer. It's a big problem. So throughout this podcast, you're going to hear us referring to HE and non-HE washers. That is high efficiency and non-high efficiency washers because that's what we're talking about here today. Right. So now that you know what we're talking about, let's go right into talking about HE or High efficiency washers, right? Which in this day and age, that's really important, right? So, and and as we as we mentioned, some HE washers are vertical axis, and some are horizontal axis. You think the axis stuff is confusing? Well, vertical means it spins vertically around a vertical post, like the standard agitating washers. Except right. there are HE washers that must have a, they don't have the transmission; they right. still operate in that way. Right. Yeah, there's the horizontal. Well, that and that's typically the front loader. Though. Most people think of them as the front loaders, yeah, although we have an example. interesting twist to throw we, in with this we, in a little bit. We do, and we're going to get into that. So, um, so some examples. Um, uh, so common of common horizontal axis HE washers, um, the Kenmore HE3T, Whirlpool Duet, the Asco front loader, Miele front loader, and hmm, the Staber. Staber. Not everybody's heard of that. A no, lot of people haven't. That's You're interesting. not going to see it in the. Uh, but that is an example of an of a horizontal axis HE washer. Mm-hmm. And now some common vertical axis HE washers: the Kenmore Oasis, which is also made by which is made by Whirlpool, 
which in turn is made by Fisher Paykel, and of course the Fisher Fisher Paykel branded product. So that's not very common. There's only a few right. of, of the, the vertical, vertical axis HE washers. Right. All right, correct. Um, now, what was that staber that we mentioned a minute ago? Well, the staber is unique because it is the only top-loading horizontal axis washer on the market today. All other brands are front-loading. Now, on its face, this seems like yeah. it couldn't be possible. How you does know, that You picture work? a front-loader, you know, the way the tub spins around. The spins. Yeah. How are you going to load it from the top? Well, they figure that out. They, they manage that little trick by putting an access door on top. So that's what makes the Staber unique. And so we bring that in there to uh, round out the full menu of offerings of HE washers out there, right. both vertical and horizontal axis. So what no. makes... What ma oh, I'm sorry. What did oh, you I was, say? I think where you were going. What, what makes let's them... Let's talk about high efficiency. What is What HE? makes them high efficiency? Why do we call them high efficiency? Well, for one thing, they don't have a transmission. Why is that important? Because transmissions always consume mechanical and electrical power. Anytime you move move a mechanical power through a transmission, you only get like 30% efficiency out of it. And they break a lot. But the biggest thing, biggest thing that makes them high efficiency is that they use a lot less water mm -hmm. than the old Neanderthal, Neanderthal technology washers. They, are, they also use a lot less electricity. They use less detergent. Your clothes last longer because you don't have an agitator in the middle of the tub like the Neanderthal washers do. Um, that that jerks, kind of beats them up. Jerks your washer, your clothes back and forth, yanking the fibers back and forth, and, and causes little micro tears in them. So pretty much any parameter you can think of, you're going to have a significant improvement right. with the HEs. Right, and so you're going to come. They tend to cost a little more, mm -hmm. but up front. Up front, but let's um let's take a case study of a cost comparison. Let's compare um, a Staber washer over a non-HE washer, which would be the, the, your typical Neanderthal washer with an agitator in the tub that you're probably all most familiar with. So we're going to compare the Staber versus one of those washers. Okay. So first, um, water use. Let's compare water use. The Staber uses about 15 total gallons of water per wash versus 45, ga 45 or more gallons of water uh -huh. in the uh, Neanderthal washers. A third less. Uh, a third as much, I should say. Which, Sorry. if that's total water. Now, of mm -hmm. hot water, because um, hot water uh, just makes up a portion of your total water th flow, so if, if you want to look at the amount of water that you're already paying to heat, the staver uses about three gallons of hot water per load of wash versus 15 or more gallons of water. So there's a huge, not only water savings, but, that, water. but that reduced usage of hot water represents a big energy and money savings. Right. So, and there's, you also, how about detergent use? Well, the Staber uses about one ounce of detergent per load versus about four to eight ounces of detergent on the Neanderthal washers. Wow. Yeah. So that, That's a big thing people have to learn when they switch to these is right. do not use the same amount of detergent you used to. And you want to use a different type of detergent. You want to use a special detergent. They're called HE detergents. They're specially formulated because it's actually a different chemistry. You're washing with less water um, but the same amount of clothes, or, or may, in some cases maybe even more. So there's different chemistry at work there, but we're not going to get into chemistry and all that stuff here. Right. We just want to point just out different comparisons. Different. Electricity use. Um, well, you can reduce, in a staver, you can reduce the drying time by 30% because of the high-speed centrifugal action of the spin. So it actually acts like a centrifuge. Uh, the staver uses about 135 watts of electricity per load, 
versus about 600 watts in the Neanderthal washers. And again, what you're seeing there is you've got the electric motor in the Neanderthal washers, and a lot of its energy is wasted going through a transmission so that the transmission can drive the tub and drive the agitator. That's what I'm talking about. So this is exactly this is why I brought out the transmission aspect because that's where you're seeing it right here in this in this energy consumption. 135 watts in the Staber versus 600 watts yeah. in a typical top Big loader difference. with a with a agitator. Clothes wear and tear in a Staber clothes will last about 30 percent longer because there's no agitator jerping, jerking them back and forth. Um, the Staber also has surprisingly a larger capacity. You can wash 16 standard bath towels in a staver in one load versus only about 8 to 10 standard bath towels in the Neanderthal washers. Oh. And machine longevity in the staver. Stabers are designed, they're commercial grade machines, so they're designed to go 20 plus years. You get 10 years out of, a, out of an agitator Neanderthal washer, you're doing good. Right. And that's still, you're going to have had minor repairs during that 10 years. Yeah. But we're talking about 10 years before you have a major... 10 years before it's, it's, you've put so much money into it in other repairs or it's rusted away so badly in other places. The Staber, a lot of the, the main components are stainless steel. So you don't, don't get the, the corrosion, corrosion problems that you do in these other types of washers. All right. So, and uh, another cost comparison, fun facts to know and tell, based on eight loads per week... Um, the Staber will cost, over, over a course of a year now, the Staber will cost you $180 to run versus $490 to run your top-loading agitator Neanderthal washing machine that you picked up at Home Depot. Right. So, and there, I've got a spread, oh, by the way, I've got a spreadsheet available um, if you want. Uh, details is calculation, shows all the assumptions, the same for all, is, is an engineering calculation. It's available upon request, just email me. Um, samurai at fixitnow.com. Yeah, I'll be glad to send it to you. So, um, you got this whole issue of upfront cost versus ongoing cost of ownership and usage. So, while the cheap top loader may cost you about half or less of what you may pay for a Staber, this is really false economy. Right. I think just by going through the things that we've just talked about, you can see that it's readily apparent that it is. Um, between higher electricity costs, more detergent use, accelerated clothes wear and tear, and more frequent and more expensive repairs, hands down, you're going to come out way ahead right. um, with the Staber washer. So, you're, yes, you're paying more up front, but you're going to end up with better economy over, over the life of that machine. Right. So resist the temptation. I think it's so hard. Right. People see these great deals, well, that just, and then they, they just hope, well, maybe this will be a good one. And It's this thing in America. I mean, with Americans, they just want things to be cheap, 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 and they just look at the lowest number. I don't know what it is. People are, it's like we're trained that way. Look at the lowest. Well, this one has a lower number. I'm talking about the price tag. Mm -hmm. That's, this number's lower than that one, so I'm going to get this one. Right. Well, and you know that's that's really just looking at a tiny slice of the whole pie, yeah. And you're really missing the whole big economic picture here. So we're just trying to enlarge your landscape of right. of uh, what you might look at and consider here, and make you realize that some of these choices can be a little more complicated than just looking at the lowest right. number. Well, it's changed significantly since um, you know twenty, thirty years ago when you bought whatever appliances you bought. They pretty much were going to be solid and dependable for quite a while. We've that's had, not the case anymore. Right. We've talked yeah. about this in other episodes. Right. And that's, you go, you go we about, have to change people's thinking on You this. go about two to four years. Um, the industry average today for, for the common store-bought brands, um, uh, you'll be doing some type of repair 
about every two to four years. Doesn't matter what brand, doesn't matter what appliance. That's about the average. And speaking of serviceability, that's a big that's, advantage I think you wanted to talk about. That's right. That's one of the things we want to talk about. And, and uh, one of the issues, uh, one of the uh, previous episodes and also at our website, we talked about uh, Samurai's 12 Laws of Appliance Repair. Mm-hmm. Well, the fifth law is electronics and wet appliances do not mix. Seems logical, but boy, it's you not know what? factored know. into most designs and these days. All the manufacturers, every one of them, violate this law except for one. Who do you think that might be? Uh, mm. Staber. Staber, that's <laughs> right. So, in other words, and what are we talking about here? We're talking about on the control panel, you got the LED readout, and you got the little touch pad, and you touch it and it goes beep. I don't know, do people really like that stuff? Do the manufacturers do focus group and go, yes, people like the machine that goes beep? Oh, they must, because that's all dishwashers that's all, are, too. And, and that's and all you can hot, get. Hot, steamy dishwashers that's, with electronic... But not yeah. only that, these have a quiescent power usage. You know what that means? It means when you're not even using the machine, it's just sitting there plugged in. It's sitting there drawing power. So if you live off the grid, or if you, if you want to try to really minimize your electricity usage, these things are sitting there silently sucking power, costing you money, doing nothing. So, and not only that, what's the big problem with electronics is not just the quiescent power uh, drain that they that they all have, but it's also they're not reliable. Mm-hmm. I see them break far more frequently, and they cost far more uh, far more to repair uh, than do the simple, reliable mechanical controls that you'll find on the Staber. In fact, on the Staber washer, the only electronic board you'll find is down. Uh, it's the motor controller board that you got to have on these types of motors. Because it does lets it do forward reversing and it varies the speed of it. It's a phase controller board, so you got to have that on these types of motors. So there's no transmission. The motor does all the work. It it can turn forward, can turn backwards, it can, can turn slow, it can turn fast, and it can and it can do all of this in like that. Oh, yeah, I so. hope it doesn't make that noise. Yeah, well, it can. It's kind of cool when they start revving up. So, um, the ability to easily repair the washer yourself instead of calling an appliance repair company, that's a huge savings right there. Well, a lot of times these electronics make it so uh, complicated to repair that you gotta have you got to understand electronic circuitry and how to use sophisticated test equipment in order to be able to diagnose and, and, uh, and repair it. Right. Well, uh, and then, so as a comparison, you know, talking about service call... Uh, in a comparison, a service call and labor, labor fees on a typical in-home appliance repair is about 150 bucks, And then there's retail parts markup on top of that. Well, the Staber's designed uh, to be able to be easily serviceable by you, the, the average Joe or Jane appliance owner. And we'll talk more about that yeah. uh, in a little bit here. But And most appliances are not designed to even be easily worked on by experienced technicians in some That's cases. That's right. And not only that, but and the manufacturers... Will not? They'll do nothing to assist you. You call them with a problem. They'll say, "No, you got to call for service." They're not going to give you any repair help. They're, not only that, not only will they not give you any help on the phone, they're not even going to help you get the information, like the technical information you need, the service manuals. They're, they don't want to sell you that stuff. They don't want you to have it. I don't know why. It's the yeah. weirdest thing. Whether it's liability or whether they want to protect their independent servicers, I don't know what the deal is, but it's annoying. 
Um, Staber doesn't do that, by the way. It's designed, you know, you have a problem, you call the factory. You're dealing with factory techs over there. They're going to talk you through the problem. You buy your parts right from them with no middleman markup on the prices. You, they make all of the service manuals freely available to you. But I'm getting ahead of myself a little bit. All right. Um, let's compare. What I want to do is, uh, for a moment, I want to, now, I want, since we talked a lot about the Staber compared to the Neanderthal washers, I wanted to compare the Staber with the other front load HE washers and see how they compare that way. Okay. Um, so, we've compared them with the Neanderthals. Now we're going to compare them with the, your, the front loaders that you're probably more familiar with seeing. Some of the advantages would be similar. Yeah. Right? The water savings and the energy uh, savings. A little bit, but not as much. Savings. Yeah, but, but not so much. It's got other advantages um, because the, the, the front loaders, they, the, the typical front loader, all HE washers use far less water and far less electricity than the Neanderthal um, agitator-driven, or agitator-equipped uh, washers. So that's not really the, the um, uh, distinguishing um, characteristic. There are other things here that we're going to talk about. One is the top-load design on the Staber. Um, we, talked, we mentioned this earlier in, right. the, in the show. Uh, the Staber, you can load it from the top. And and you can load any time. While while the in any part of the cycle, you just open the door. You can stop the tub, press in the button, the mechanical button, press, and it stops the tub. And then just open the little tra access door to the inner tub. Grab out what you need. Put in whatever you you forgot to put in. So you no water sloshing out when you open the. Not only that, you're door. not you're not dealing with uh, door lock mechanisms that can be finicky or lock you out, or you have to get a certain part of the cycle. Once it begins a part of the cycle, you, you're just it's just tough. You got to uh -huh. wait. That's how a lot of these front loaders work because you've got this door that's down low, and they've got to take special pains to keep you out at certain parts of the cycle. That's not an issue with the Staber. Now keep in mind the Staber and the front loaders are both. Horizontal axis washers, right? So uh, it's just that you can load this. You'd load the staber from the top. Mm -hmm. Okay, move on from there. Drum. This means you don't have to get down on the floor right. to load and unload like exactly. I do. You don't need to bend over to load or load or unload the um, uh, the washer. Um, so drum volume. The staber has about two cubic feet of volume, or it'll hold about sixteen to eighteen pounds. Um, this, this translates into about 16 standard bath side size towels measuring 26 by 42 uh, inches, that is, or up to a king size down comforter, depending on thickness. Yeah, and that's highly unusual to be that's able to huge. do that in a home washing machine. I mean, there's a video that shows this woman just pulling out this huge king size comforter from the staver. The cubic feet can't be compared as an apples to apples comparison with the other with with front load washers, because the entire tub volume in the staver is used. Um, by being because by virtue of the fact that it's top loading, um, for example, the Whirlpool Duet has a 3.7, almost four cubic foot capacity. The again, the Staber is two. Whirlpool Duet, as just as an example, has 3.7 cubic foot capacity, but not all of that volume is usable because there needs to be a certain amount of free space to allow the clothes to tumble. Mm -hmm. In other words, you can't take a front loading washer and just pack it full. No, you have to have a little bit of right. Free Whereas with the, the Staber, you can just stuff it full. And the other reason you can do that is um, because of the way it, it's the tumble action, the turbulence that it induces. You've got, it's got this tub. The inner basket is shaped like a hexagon. So you've got these angles. And then the outer tub that it sits in is like this three-sided thing. So you've got these different angles, and it creates this turbulence in the water. Right. It's hard, kind of hard to explain. You ought, there's a video on it, and um, 
I'll have it linked into the description of this podcast. Yeah, that's really helpful because Samurai was trying to explain right. it to me, and I just was going, huh, and he showed me the video, and yeah. within a few seconds I was like, oh, okay, now yeah. I see what you mean. So, yeah, the video, it, it's got a cutaway view, and it shows you the tumble action of the wa- of the water in there, so mm-hmm. it does a much better job. Um, okay, more more differences between the Staber and the uh, other store common store brands available, uh, front loaders. Um, well, the Staber is proudly made right here in Amidica. Ooh, that's very by, unusual. By Amidicans. <laughs> made, they're, they're all made in Groveport, Ohio, where most front loaders are actually foreign imports, even the leading brands. For example, the Whirlpool Duet is made in Germany. Hmm. People think, oh, Whirlpool, that's an Amidican brand. No, that's, that's a German-made machine. Some other stuff is made in Amidica. Some of it's made in Mexico. Some of it's made in China. A lot of their parts are made around the world and then maybe assembled. Right. In but in this case, with the Whirlpool Duet, which is also the same as the Kenmore HE3T, HE4T, that's a German-built machine. The Bosch, of course, is um, made in Germany. Um, what are some of the other ones that we mentioned? Well, Fisher Peichel. Fisher Peichel is Australian, or New Zealand. Um, and what were some of the other ones that we mentioned uh, Asco, Miele. Asco is Swedish. Miele is German. Yeah. So um, all these other front loaders that you, you're available, even the um, Frigidaire. Um, Frigidaire is um, that's Swedish because it's owned by Electrolux. Oh. That machine is not made in Amerika. That's a European built machine, and it has its own set of problems, which will you know just like all the front loaders. Um, other distinguishing characteristics. Uh, well, we talked about the top loading convenience, so you don't have to bend over and uh, to load or unload the machine. In fact, it's, it's such a problem with some of the front loaders that people buy um, $150 pedestals to raise their front loader off the ground so they don't have to bend over so far. Right. Um, oh, big thing here. The Staber has no front water seal or rubber boot. I can't tell you how many posts. And, and the, the problem is with these boot, boots is they eventually wear through and they leak. They create leaks. They're also well, they're very finicky. Yeah, they're finicky, but they're they're also big mildew traps. Mm-hmm. So I can't tell you the number of posts I see in the forum at the Samurai Plants Repair Forum. Um, you name it on whatever Whirlpool Duets, the Kenmore HE3s, the Frigidaires, the Maytag Neptunes, all of them. Those boots are problematic because they tend to just rip through. Holes get rubbed in them just over time, reusing mm-hmm. them. I've, I've replaced a few in my day. And you say they're no fun to replace. Yeah, they're, they're, especially the Frigidaires are a real pain to replace. But not only that, they're a big stink problem. I mean, the, the mold debacle in the Maytag-Neptune was all caused by the boot. They had to have this whole drain kit in the boot. I mean, uh. all because you've got to have this boot there in a front-loading washer. Well, right, the Staber, there is none of that. Right, the Staber, you don't have that. It's all because it's top loading. There is no boot there in the Staber, so it's just all metal components there. In fact, it's all stainless steel components. There's nothing there to rot out, nothing there to uh, make a stink trap. Um, Staber is a more durable, commercial-grade washer as opposed to the standard domestic residential machines that are built only for residential use. So, um, and they put their money where their mouth is too. Staber still honors the part warranty if it's used in a commercial application. In fact, what you'll see is um, a lot of the Stabers are used in uh, fire departments, washing those big heavy firefighter jackets mm-hmm. and things. Um, lots of other commercial applications. Uh, restaurants will use them a lot um, uh, to wash their garments and. Um, Staber still honors their part warranty. If so other, other manufacturers right. won't? If they're void, they void the warranty if, if their washer is used in a commercial application. Hmm. 
So and and you you will not they won't they won't honor their part warranty. That's interesting. We know lots of businesses mm-hmm. who have laundry. I mean, they oh, yeah. the the hairdressers and oh, yeah. yoga places, physical and, therapist yeah. places. Mm-hmm. Huh. And the Staber uses a durable stainless steel inner and outer tubs, as opposed to the plastic outer tub. Hmm. Um, I see this a lot, particularly the Frigidaire. Well, all of them. The, the Whirlpool Duet, they all have a plastic outer tub. Doesn't matter. Whirlpool Duet, Frigidaire, Mila, they all have the plastic outer tub. Been a big problem with, with leaks in the Frigidaire Kenmore front loaders. Um, it has the seam uh, in the halfway point of the outer tub, which starts to pull away over time and creating this leak. It's a nightmare to change. Just a nightmare to change oh, that. I bet. No, that's not a problem with the Staber because it's just all welded Stainless steel outer tub. No cheesy little plastic seams with a rubber seal in there. Um, and we also mentioned that you have immediate access to the inner tub while it's washing. So if you get to add a pair of socks, uh, you can do that easily. Where most front loaders, they're washed. Their they're, front loader washers are locked while they're in the wash cycle. Mm-hmm. And you have that tricky whole locking mechanism. That's a, yeah. a common thing to, to break. And so people can't Breaks run the washer until they get the little little plastic hooky thing fixed. Yep. And and that, that whole door lock mechanism is real problematic. I'm changing a lot of those on front loaders. Um, the Staber uses two bearings per shaft supported on the front and the back as opposed to just one bearing on the back of the tub. So this gives oh. greater durability over time and it can prevent premature bearing failure which is more likely to occur in a front load design. Not only is it more likely to occur, I, it's, it, I would call it an epidemic I'm seeing an epidemic of these bearing problems in all the common brands. Duets, the Neptunes, the Kenmore HE3Ts, the Frigadaires. And yes, I said that right, the Frigadaires. Mm-hmm. Just, uh, we're seeing just tons of them. And, when, and again, it's a nightmare rep- repair. These, the parts alone can run well over $200. You're talking like a two-hour job. Um, not something you want to deal with. And again, it's just, it's just an inherent weakness in the front-load design. The Staber just its its concept is just a superior design. So you got this shaft uh, that it's supported front and back, so the bearings are you know carrying uh, only half the weight. Mm-hmm. Um, and we mentioned also that the Staber uses simple mechanical switches on the control control panel as opposed to the expensive, troublesome electronic push button controls found on the most of the front load washers today. In fact, I can't think of a front load washer today where you don't right. find that stuff. So you're less likely to have a malfunction. But if you are, it's a much easier right. and less expensive much easier, to, Much easier to troubleshoot, much easier to repair, much easier to change out a simple mechanical switch than it is to change out a whole control board and mm-hmm. figure out exactly what... And some of these, like the duets, oh my God. I mean, I'm, it's got a, a CCU, central control unit, an MCU, motor control unit, the wiring harnesses in between them, flow meter, pressure switch. All of these things have been nightmares. And in some cases, we're starting to see some real squirrely problems with the duets um, where... You can't exactly isolate it down, and so even Whirlpool's just saying, "Well, you got to change not only the CCU and the MCU, but the wiring harness between them," and that's the only repair. Wow! And, and we're talking like almost three hundred dollars worth of parts. Yeah, it's parts insane. Alone. <laughs> yeah, parts alone. Um, so again, it goes back to the Samurai's fifth law of appliance repair: electronics and wet appliances do not mix. Mm-hmm. So again, the Staber is designed to be serviced by you, average Joe or Jane appliance owner. Has total front access to parts, which enables you to easily maintain and service the washer. 
It does not require authorized service people. They do not use an authorized fleet of servicers like a lot of these, uh, like like all the other uh, store manufacturers do. Um, so they got one better than the the Maytag man. They don't even oh, have yeah. a man. No, <laughs> they don't have some. You, you, the owner of the That's Maytag right. man. Um, and um. Uh, they, Staber even provides free and easy access to all service and technical information versus this whole shroud of secrecy mm. that the that the store manufacturers Only the like. initiated or yeah and that's exactly what it is that's yeah. what they're thinking is it's like no you haven't been initiated into the inner circle so we're not going to give you the service manual not only that but if you call Staber you're ha- you you're a Staber owner you're having a problem you call the factory you're going to talk to a factory tech. So you're going to get help directly from the manufacturer versus you call ASCO, you call Whirlpool, you call Frigadaire, and they're going to tell you to go take a leap and go go you know shell out the bucks and call for service. Right. So all of this is consistent with the Samurai's appliance self-reliance theme. I mean, after all, that is the whole raison d'etre of FixItNow.com. Yeah. To- empower all of you out there i mean and this is your own thing exactly and that's why these staber washers and dryers uh, staber makes dryers too Uh that's why they're such a home run with the self-reliant crowd those living off the grid and people just like you listening to this podcast right now who are sick and tired of being taken for a ride by manufacturers who could care less that you got stuck with a lemon as far as they're concerned you're one of the ignorant helpless bastards who expects to call for service every time your machine breaks so you get whatever they damn well feel like giving you because they know you don't have a choice. That's also why I have 10,000 grasshoppers a day visiting fixitnow.com, seeking pearls of appliance repair wisdom to avoid having to call Schlocky the serviceman, or 1-800-GE-CARES, then pressing 2 for English, and waiting 45 minutes for the corporate bureaucrat to come back from her smoke break and pick up the damn phone. Sure. Now why in the world would you not want to be a do-it-yourselfer? So, oh, I just wanted to mention too, uh, if you're convinced that a staver is the way to go you're in the market for a washer that's and a staver right. is the way I mean, to go can you just go down to sears and you no know. you have oh. to you you can buy them you buy them through me that's, that's the right. that's the way to buy them yes come, they're not available in stores no come right to fixitnow.com buy them through the samurai you get two exclusive perks when you buy them through me you get a complimentary year of live help so that you have real-time access to me the samurai for help with all of your appliances all of them not just this not just the staber but all of your appliances so it's like having an expert technician on call for for all of your appliances live help also includes access to the famous x drive repair manual vault i've got hundreds of repair manuals in there and i'm adding more all the time all of that's a 49 i normally sell that live help is a subscription service normally is a 49 dollar value it's yours free when you buy a staver washer through me. You also get a free DVD on home wiring. It's mind-expanding and illuminating. That's a $40 value. That's right. It's a very good DVD. Um, so just go to fixitnow.com, and in the orange box, you'll see a link for Staber Store. Click that. You can go in there, and you will select the washer of your choice, select your shipping options. There's also, at our site, there's lots of other information on the Staber besides right. what we've talked about. Or it, we talked we'll about it, like we've our last newsletter, lot, we talked about it. Um, yeah. 
<clears throat> you can also, if you just go to the, right below the orange box at our site, there's a search block there. Just pl plug in Staber. You'll pull up all of the articles where I've talked about the Staber. You'll see them. Sometimes I compare them with the Ascos. Sometimes I've written them up and compared them with the Duets. Um, we've uh, had uh, <clears throat> feedback. Right. We've gotten some excellent feedback on them. So you'll, um, and this is this is the only reason, too, that I'm promoting them. Because, um, you know, I started out just very gingerly um, offering them. And I had some people buy them, and they were extremely pleased with them. And I've gotten some excellent feedback on them. So I figured, you know, this is an excellent product. And it's just so nice to promote a product that is well-designed for the end user. I right. mean, they, they just have taken all sorts of things into consideration. It's really, it's really designed with you in mind, and, and totally you in mind. Not just you as a user, but you as the servicer as well. And, and again, it fits, fits totally in with what FixItNow.com is all about. Now, here's a question. Is there any reason... That somebody would not want to buy a Staber. Yeah, if you're not a do-it-yourselfer, if you're someone who expects to call for service, because you're not going to um, call Staber and go, yeah, uh, my Staber is not draining, and um, I needed I need a servicer to come fix it. They're going to go, well, that's you, buddy. I mean, you know, if you're expecting to call for service when something breaks, don't get a Staber. Right. Go get, you may or may not have a local right. technician who's even familiar with them right. or would be willing to go get go get um, one of the store bought brands. If that's where if that's where your mindset is, and in fact if if that's where you are, I'm not sure why you're listening to this, but yeah, more than likely they're not. But right. I just wanted to. You know what? I I have a dream that people will start shopping for appliances and they'll say, "Huh, does this appliance agree with Samurai's fifth law?" Hmm. Wouldn't and, that be neat? Well, I'd like them to be able to, if they had all the 12 laws, you know, mm -hmm. it's like a, in a, like a little wallet-sized thing they could pull Laminated. Out. Yeah, laminated, that they would pull right out of their wallet. Oh, and we need to put that in our store. And sort of memorize it. You know, they got the, got the Constitution, Declaration of Independence, Samurai's 12 Laws of Appliance right. Repair, Ten Commandments, you know. Because I, I want people, when they're shopping for appliances, to ask... These the, all the the repair end questions, mm -hmm. not oh, how does this feature work or that yeah. feature work, but what kind of beep does it make? I know, I, yeah. I, I well, all all of the, the the nattery, you know, brainless questions that really are insignificant in the long run. Two years, three years down the road, when you need to do a repair, and you will, I promise you, you will. Um, those you're not going to care about any of that stuff. You just want it to be running, and you want to be able to fix it yourself, and you don't want to have to call Schlocky the service man and get taken for a ride on the repair. Right. So anyway, let's go ahead and wrap up. Um, just want to thank you guys for listening, and um, thanks for we know you got uh, lots of other things you could be doing. I appreciate know. you downloading and listening to our our humble little podcast. We here. hope this was helpful. Yeah, particularly if you're in the market for a new washer. And if you are, come to fixitnow.com. That's right. So, all right. Well, until next time, this is Samurai Appliance Repairman and Mrs. Samurai saying sayonara. sayonara.